0: Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have some personal exciting news that I am going to share. I got a job, and I'm so happy. I've been unemployed for almost nine months, and I'm just so relieved and grateful to finally be working again, and I'm at this awesome company in San Francisco, and honestly, it feels like it was just worth the wait, and I did enjoy my time off because it really allowed me space to reflect and grow a lot personally, and also start this podcast, which I never would have been able to do. You know, these whole string of events hadn't happened, but... I'm so happy to be working again. All my coworkers are literally the nicest people that I've ever met and I already love it so much. And I'm only 2 weeks in, but it all worked out. I think even though it wasn't on the timeline that I would have planned for myself, I feel just so content and I feel like that also can relate to dating where it's maybe it's not on the timeline that we anticipate, but I do think everything does work out in the end. And that brings me to my new book club that I'm doing. So if you follow me on Dating in the Bay Instagram, I'm doing a book club every month where we're gonna read a book. So this month to kick it off, I chose my favorite book about dating. And this book really transformed how I show up in dating. It's kind of what changed my approach in general. And it's called How to Be Single and Happy, Science-Based Strategies for Keeping Your Sanity While Looking for a Soulmate. And it's by Jennifer L. Tates. And it's such a good book. Just some quick highlights. She talks about, you know, really immersing yourself in meaningful activities, enjoying the moment, being present and just mindful, recognizing that all of your thoughts are not facts. That's also just like probably a therapy thing, but also just really relevant in her book. She talks about how you don't have to wait to be in a relationship to really go after your life goals. And your past does not, Affect your future. It doesn't sabotage your future. Everything is growing and changing. And she really helps you live in the moment and enjoy the process of being single, especially in this stressful modern dating world. She really just gives you lots of tools. So if you're interested, please join me in reading it. I'm going to reread it this month and we can have a little Zoom call or something if anybody's interested on kind of learnings. And just some context also for this episode. So, my guest is Vancouver Sam. Just when I was reflecting and listening to the episode again, I took away the most was that how open and raw she was about the challenges of being in a long-term relationship. I just really, part of my goal with this podcast is to kind of peel back the curtain on relationships because especially on social media, people can make everything look picture perfect. And it just sometimes can sting a little bit from the single person side. And I think on the single side, we're pretty open about how difficult it is. At least I know I am. I try to be as honest about my challenges. And I really appreciate how open Sam is to kind of Peeling back the curtain, like I said, about the challenges behind the scenes that even though she is engaged and she has found her person that she wants to be with, that it's not all sunshine, rainbows and perfection behind the scenes. There is fighting or things that she posts on social media two seconds before they were fighting. I just really appreciated how raw she was and how willing she was to share that. So you'll get that sense when you listen to our episode. So I'm starting this episode a little differently, still going to do a listener question, but I've gotten a bunch of questions that all are kind of like short, only warrant a really short answer. So I thought I would do rapid fire. So the first one coming in hot, this question says, in an era like ours, do you still believe that true love exists? Yes, I hope so. Number two, do you want kids? I would say yes with an asterisk because... I would love to have kids, but I'm not going to have a kid on my own. If I get married or find somebody that I like to hang out with, that likes to hang out with me, then I'd be down to have a kid, but I don't think I'm probably going to have a kid just on my own. That makes sense. Actually, I am going to bring somebody on soon for an upcoming episode about egg freezing. Okay. Number three, how do you talk about exclusivity or deleting the dating apps in the beginning of a relationship? Honestly, I just wouldn't go there. I feel like that's kind of like a natural last step that you don't really have to force. I think once you guys are probably welcome to do it on your own and then you can just be like, okay, yeah, it's done. The next question says, thruple, yay or nay? Think of a nay on that one. Just looking for one other person. Not trying to get greedy here. That rounds out our rapid fire questions. I hope this was as satisfying for you as it was for me. All right, that's it. All right, now, the woman of the hour. My guest today is Vancouver Sam. You guys might know her from Instagram as Vancouver Sam, but she's a 30-year-old accountant by day, food blogger by night, and she hails from Vancouver, Canada, as you might have guessed. Her hobbies include cooking, fitness, wine tasting, reading, playing with Excel spreadsheets, You guys know I love a good Excel spreadsheet too, off-roading in the mountains, and of course, binge-watching Netflix. So with that, I'm very excited to share with you my interview with Vancouver Sam. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to finally meet you. I know we met on Instagram. I don't even know, probably right when I started the account, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I followed you right away. I had been following Sarah and when she posted about it, I was like, this sounds like a podcast I want to listen to. Yeah.
0: I love seeing all the food that you make. And I actually want to get also later on in our conversation, ask you more about the food aspects and how we can incorporate that since dating is so much about food and sharing meals. So I feel like there's a lot of synergy there. Definitely. Uh, So you're in Vancouver. How's everything going over there?
1: Pretty, it's okay in terms of like COVID and everything. We were like the superstar of the country, pretty much for like the beginning. And then the past probably month and a half, two months, it's just kind of gone downhill a little bit. And we've had like a couple more restrictions come back. So our cases like are are going up a little bit, which is a little alarming. But we're not really in full lockdown anymore. It's more like they're trying to let us like loosen the reins a little bit, but then they're gonna tighten them if we don't calm ourselves
0: down. Yeah, that's how it is here, too, where I think San Francisco was our first place in the U.S. to shut down, but then now it's kind of like, I don't even know what we're in. It's like this indefinite quarantine of sorts. Things are open, but everybody's not really doing any, Like We can't go into indoor restaurants or anything. Oh, so really?
1: We can here. Oh, really? Yeah, I went a couple of times. My fiance and I, we went a lot when they first opened, and then now we haven't gone probably a few weeks, three or four weeks.
0: I know time is like a social construct at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it so is. <laughs> so I was surprised to learn that you're an accountant. I thought that you were like a full-time food blogger.
1: Yeah, a lot of people actually are surprised when they hear what I do for work. I've had like a really interesting like career progression because my background is actually in criminology. I have a master's in that. And then I got a job in an accounting office and now I manage one and a half departments in my company, so I also do blogging for fun. So I just have a lot going on. But I love it. That's cool. What did you want to do with that? Initially I wanted to be RCMP, which is like our Canadian version of the FBI. Not quite, but like our federal police force. As I learned about criminology, I kind of really disagreed with a lot of the aspects of policing. And like we know of all the things going on with the police right now. And I'm just so glad I never went into it. Even when I was studying it like seven or eight years ago. After learning about the institutional racism and like sexism, all of that, I was like, that's not a career I want to get involved in. So instead, I decided I wanted to go into academic, like academia. I wanted my PhD. And after my master's, I got rejected from PhD programs two years ago. So I was like, let's try and find something else. I needed to like pay the bills. So I got this job at a random accounting office, and I just moved up in the company. I've been there
0: for four years now, and I really enjoy it. That's awesome. And then how did you get into the food stuff? I would say probably in in
1: 2017, I started just like wanting to be a little bit more healthier in terms of my own lifestyle. And I was just like on Instagram and I would just like look at like hashtag healthy food and then on the explore page or whatever it was back then. I don't know if it was called the explore page, all these like big accounts would pop up. So I'd follow all these food bloggers and I'm like, man, their food looks so good. And I've always kind of been into photography. And I was in high school, I wanted to be a photographer. And so I followed a, a bunch of accounts and then it kind of just inspired me to just start sharing my own photos.
0: And that's kind of how it happened. That's amazing. Yeah, your food is so beautiful. It's Thank like you. Art. You're vegan. You said it kind mm-hmm. of progressed over a couple of years. How did that happen?
1: Well, it initially started as like, coming from the perspective of health, because I watched a whole bunch of Netflix documentaries. And so it kind of like scared me, you know, Every documentary is like yeah. very biased and whatever. But I did watch a few documentaries. And I was like, Okay, maybe eating more plants is a good thing. And I think that everyone could eat more plants. We all could use a little bit more vegetables in our lives, I think. And so from there, it was kind of like, I would eat mostly plant based. And then over the past two years, I just kind of learned a little bit more about factory farming early and the environmental impacts of farming as well as like the way that animals are treated so it kind of went from like a primarily focus on health for why I wanted to eat plant-based and then I kind of made a more ethical and environmental decision to not eat animals or animal products
0: and that's just my own journey my fiance is not vegan at all so was, we both... that's actually yeah I was gonna just ask how you guys navigate that because yeah mm. my ex-boyfriend and I it used to be like a big point of contention every like dinner because I don't eat meat and he did. And then we would always kind of butt heads on separate, but I always notice in your stories and everything that you guys each like do the same thing, but then a little bit differently. So how does that work?
1: Yeah. So at the beginning, like probably two years ago, I would say that it was definitely a point of contention in our relationship because I was making this huge shift in my lifestyle and he wanted to be the same, which is like a fair, like it's a big lifestyle shift, I think. And So for a while, we would eat completely separate meals. I would just make my own meal. And I would just tell him, if you don't want to eat what I'm eating, like make your own food. So a lot of the time he would, or he'd like order food, especially back when he was working. He would do four days on, four days off. So I actually wouldn't see him for four days. And so, yeah, we would just do separate meals. And then probably actually since quarantine started was when we really started making an effort to like eat the same meals or similar meals together. So, like, if I make a stir fry for dinner, I'll make tofu for me and then chicken for him or beef for him. But then with pasta, that's like one of our favorite things to make together. We'll make separate sauces. Sometimes I'll even have separate noodles because, like, I'll eat like healthier noodles, <laughs> and i will just <laughs> eat pasta, which is fine. Uh, it just means more dishes, but it works out, and it's nice that we're still eating like kind of similar meals together. And then like, even like pizza, there's like vegan cheese. Now, one of our favorite pizza places, he'll get his meat
0: pizza and I'll just get a vegan pizza. So that's kind of nice. That's kind of how we do it. Yeah, that sounds like a great balance. So going back in your relationship journey, I know you guys met in grade school. Can you tell us the whole story? Yeah. So we live in Vancouver now, and we both met
1: in our hometown of Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, which is like eastern Canada. I don't know if they're the same time zone as New York, but like over, over around there. So he had just moved there from another city, and we met at church. We both grew up going to church together. He's two years younger than me. And so we met at youth group and we just kind of were friends throughout junior high and high school. He later told me that like he'd had a crush on me the whole time, which is kind of funny because I, never and then we almost dated in high school. I was in grade 12. He was in grade 10. And then I got into university in a different province. So I just kind of like ghosted him a little bit <laughs> before ghosting was a thing. I ghosted him. And did, um, he, did he ask you out? Well, it was kind of like. This is, like, back in 2008, so it was kind of, like, it's. it wasn't, like, asking you out. It was, like, hey, I like you. <laughs> you know how it was, like, when yeah. you were young. Yeah, and so, like, we talked a bit. I remember telling him that, like, I liked him, too. So, we, like, hung out a couple of times, and it's in church kids. So, like, our, like, hanging out was, like, being, like, two feet apart, kind of like COVID times a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so, yeah, we would, like, hang out a little bit, like, in the school, like, fields, and then just like, I guess we talked a lot over texting too, not during iPhone time. We had like the old flip phones and then we just kind of stopped talking. I, yeah, as I ghosted him a little bit, cause I knew I was going to school in a different province. So I moved away and then we didn't really talk for a bit, but like we would still like occasionally chat cause we had so many mutual friends and like he was in my hometown. People dated other people and like, it wasn't like either of us had any resentment for each other. When each of us were in, like, a serious relationship, we never really talked to each other during those times, but, like, whenever we were both single, then we would still be friends. Then he moved to Saskatchewan, Canada, and I moved to Vancouver, Canada, and Vancouver's West Coast, Saskatchewan's more, like, middle of the country, I guess, so the point being is we were in similar time zones, and so because of that, like, all of my friends and all of his friends on the East Coast would be sleeping, and we wouldn't know anybody. And like, we'd be the only two up online on Facebook messenger. And so I'd be like, Oh, Ben's online. Like what's up. And so we started talking a little bit more, probably end of 2015. And we just like got like, I guess a lot closer. And we were both single at that point. And he was like, I think we both just like kind of got a little drunk one night, like over text. And he was just like, I've still always
0: liked you. I've always had a thing for you. Oh, and, I, and you I, hadn't even seen him since no no not wow. high school. I don't think um
1: or maybe like just like briefly like once or twice like as I was home for like Christmas or something but anyway so I was like yeah I'm kind of feeling things too but like we live in completely different cities like I'm not about to start a long-distance relationship I just finished grad school and I wasn't really ready to move at that point because I was kind of trying to make things work in Vancouver So he asked me if he'd come visit me. And so he did in, I think, February of 2016. And he came from Saskatchewan, which their winters are like minus 40 degrees Celsius. Um, I don't know if it is in Fahrenheit, but it's cold. (laughs) Um, Like three feet of snow. And Vancouver's got a very mild climate. We're probably like the mildest climate in the country. We just get rain in the winter. We don't really get snow or cold. And he got here and he was like, you guys have grass? Like, what (laughs) is it? Winter, and you have grass, so automatically he just liked the city. And then we had a great time together. He was only here for I think four or five days, but then he went home and applied for a job at a company here in Vancouver. He didn't really think that anything would happen right away, but they literally called him like within 24 hours. They flew him over for an interview and hired him like basically on the spot. So he had wow. to give notice, yeah, yeah, uh, it was meant to be, yeah, <laughs> so that's crazy. His employer
0: and he moved here like two months later. We've just been together pretty much ever since. Wow. I mean, let's go back to when he flew out here. Cause I feel like that's a lot of pressure. What was that like? Cause I feel a lot could go wrong in something mm-hmm. like that.
1: Yeah. So um the first like couple of days or the first three days, I think, we just like kind of caught up. Like we ate a lot of food. We like we went out to all the great Vancouver places. We did a lot of touristy things. I showed him around the city. A lot of TV shows are filmed here. So like I would show him like spots where like his favorite shows were filmed and so we had a lot of fun with that and then I think there definitely was some pressure because like we both knew that we needed to have this conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so we kept putting it off and then I think it was supposed to I think it was his last night or his second last night he was supposed to be here. We went out for pizza and wine and I guess we had like a little bit of liquid courage. You know the wine helped and he was like okay we need to have a conversation. And I was like, okay, we, we do need to have a conversation. And we just talked a lot about like, you know, how we're feeling about each other. And it was mutual. We both were into each other. We made out a little bit. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, well, we need to have a plan if we're going to start dating for one of us to be in the other city. Cause like, you know, I'm just starting my career. I want to make Vancouver work. And at this point, he had been thinking about leaving his city for a while. He wasn't super happy with living in Saskatchewan. He felt like there wasn't a whole lot there. Um, It wasn't like a super great city that he was living in. He was living in Saskatoon. You probably don't know what that is. Maybe people listening (laughs) will know where Saskatoon is. And so anyway, he was like, I'm so down to move to Vancouver. You guys have green grass in the winter, like sign me up. (laughs) And so yeah, he applied for that job and was hired immediately. So I mean it worked out pretty quick. I didn't think that it was gonna happen that fast, but it did. And I mean, I guess it worked out. I always joke that if I didn't like him back, it would have been like a creepy stalker story. Like, <laughs> you know, he came to visit me and then he moved out here for me. Yeah like, he can't you know, stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily the feeling was mutual and I I encouraged it. So yeah. I was pretty happy with, you know, how it worked out. And here we are four years later,
0: just over four years later and gonna get married eventually. Yeah. So you were supposed to get married in September and then COVID happened. So I'm just curious, I know some people are getting married anyways, like in really small ceremonies. And I think you guys pushed yours back. So we had thought about it because like
1: we saw like everyone like on Facebook and Instagram. They were doing the small ceremony and then they're gonna do like a big party next year. And we thought about it, but like both of our families are in Nova Scotia. And so the small ceremony would literally be the two of us. Oh, no. (laughs) And We can't even fly to Nova Scotia just to get married with our families nearby because they, like, I don't know how it is in, in the US for quarantine and stuff, but they have in Nova Scotia this little bubble where anyone coming from outside the province has to quarantine for two weeks once they get there. So we would have to fly there, quarantine for two weeks, and then get married and then come back. Yeah, that does not sound very fun. No, no. And like, he's not working right now. He's still laid off from his job, but I'm working full time. So it's just like not really practical just to go to like get married when we both like are kind of of the opinion that, you know, we'll, we'll get married eventually. We have the rest of our lives together and what's an extra
0: year. So it just gives me extra time to grow up my hair. So Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I know COVID just been so stressful in general. Has it been like any strain on your relationship at all or has it kind of made you guys closer or what's that look like? It's definitely affected our relationship
1: a lot, especially just like Ben, my fiance, getting laid off of work. That's been super hard for him. He works in the airline industry, which has been hit so hard. He fixes airplanes and he's very, very good at it. The way he talks about it, like you can just tell how how passionate he is about it. And so like when that's taken away from him, he's just kind of like what is my life? Like, who am I? Yeah. Um, and was, like such a big part of his identity. Um, so obviously he's been like, you know, dealing with that just like in his own personal, like in his mind while yeah. I'm here full time. And my job, like I'm busier than I've ever been. My company's doing great. So I work in accounting for a construction company. So construction has just been booming. And so we've both like got very different things going on in our professional lives obviously where we've been financially affected by this he was like making double what i was making so just to go from that to to my salary has been quite an adjustment in terms of lifestyle you know which is why we're cooking at home more and yeah. uh, ordering in 5 days a week <laughs> and that i think has affected him because he's always really liked feeling like he can provide and now that he can't he it obviously upsets him whereas i'm just like as long as you know we have a roof over our head we're good mm-hmm. But it definitely is an added stress that we didn't have before. And then like at the beginning, of course, we were together all the time, whereas before we had a lot of alone time away from each other. His job was four days on, four days off, and they were 12-hour shifts with a lot of overtime. So I would like not see him for a full four days. And then for the four days that he was home or off work, usually I'd be working for at least two of those. So... I had a lot of time on my own, which was nice and very introverted. I like having alone time. So the fact that we were like forced to be together all the time was definitely hard at the beginning. Also, I was working from home four days a week at the beginning of quarantine. So it was like there was no really separation of my work from my personal life and like us together. We were always together. So we fought a lot, I would say. We would get into like little arguments about not really significant things at all like you know I'd be annoyed at him for like not taking out the trash or like not doing the dishes and like that's pretty normal I'm a bit of a clean freak anyway and he's just not he just doesn't really see messes the way I do and so that was just like amplified by the fact that like we were home together all the time but at the same time you know there is the downsides and like the hard struggles that we've been through it has been nice having him home I was actually just thinking about this today as I was like journaling this morning Because I saw this quote on Instagram, and it was like, "If COVID hadn't happened, and if two thousand and twenty hadn't happened, you wouldn't be the version of yourself that you are today." And I was like, "That's really true. Like, we wouldn't have had all this time together. We wouldn't have had all the evenings together. Whereas before, I'd see him like two evenings a week, three evenings a week. Of course, COVID does suck, and I hate it. (laughs) But like, being able to reflect on some positives has been nice because." Yeah, being able to see him more often, weekends especially, being able to spend the weekend with him has been nice because when you work four days on, four days off, the way it would work is he would have like two or three weekends off in a row and then no weekends for like three or four weeks. So I'd right. spend a lot of time on my own. And since I'm an introvert, it's it's fine. But usually by the end of it, I'd be like, Okay, I'd like to see my fiance <laughs> like and the weekends that you're off of work, please get here soon. So those are just some of the ways that
0: quarantine has affected our relationship. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I can definitely empathize because I was also laid off. I just can understand from his perspective how hard that is. How do you show up and support him when you can kind of sense that he's feeling inadequate, the right word, or just insecure about the fact that he lost his job?
1: I try to like realize that like my words can affect him sometimes. Like if I'm stressing out about money or something and like, you know, paying bills because we're on one salary now, I've realized that it, when I say things like, "Oh, if you had a job again" or like, "maybe you should start applying for jobs," it's just, the way I'm saying it is maybe not the most compassionate way to say things. So, just like being careful with my tone and the way that I'm speaking to him cuz like there's one way to approach it of like, "Hey, like maybe like let's think about ways that we can cut back on our bills or be more conscious about our spending" versus, "Hey, you've been unemployed for six months, sitting on your butt doing nothing. Can you please be productive? Like those are two very different conversations and they're going to have
0: very different results. One's probably going to be a lot more productive and the other one's going to end in tears or screaming. (laughs) Yeah. As an outsider from your Instagram account, it seems like you guys have like bonding over food and like you're cooking together. Does that kind of play into kind of like bonding and resolving any issues?
1: Yeah, yeah. We love to like, well, we do date night at home now because we can't really go out. And just recently, even like probably within the past couple of months, he's really shown an interest in getting more involved with like the cooking process. So whereas before, even if I was doing like, you know, my my vegan meal, then like making some meat for him, I would still do that all by myself. Whereas now he like wants to come out and like. Help chop the carrots or like you know cook something on the stove and he's so proud he's like look look I'm cooking um, <laughs> and it's like the cutest thing because like he wants to be helping out but I think you know if you don't know how to cook or if no one ever showed show you how to like do a recipe you, you aren't as comfortable in the kitchen and that's something that I'm just remembering is like not everybody knows like off the top of their head how to do this some people need like a recipe to follow so like that, that's been fun being able to you know cook together and come up with recipes and he'll even like come up with ideas for what we're going to eat. Whereas before I would like meal plan everything. I'd be like, okay, on Monday, we're eating this on Tuesday, we're having this. Whereas he will now be like, Hey, what do you think if we like, you know, have sloppy joes or have stir fry this night or make pizza this night. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. I think he enjoys being able to like get involved a little bit and like feel like he has a say in like what we're going to make. And then we both really enjoy wine before COVID we would like go on wine tours and stuff like at least a couple times a year and so like we'll always be like okay so which wine should we pair with this like that's a brainstorm because yeah (laughs) we're always into that and then we also one thing that I wanted to mention is being intentional with our time together is that he always would like get annoyed at me for like scrolling Instagram and being on my phone, which I realize like how annoying that can be for someone. If like, they're trying to have a conversation with you and you're like, yeah, just one second. I'm, I'm just typing a comment uh, yeah. on my phone. And so like, I've, try to like make more of an effort to put down my phone and like, you know, put it face down so that if the screen lights up, I'm not like, Oh, what's that? <laughs> and so we actually get to like eat dinner together and hang out together versus mindlessly scrolling while like having my fork in the other hand and not really having
0: a conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so common to happen. I feel like just in 2020 mm-hmm. life and especially when there's not a ton going on in general, I feel like that's an easy Thing to
1: happen yeah 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 and like even like sitting in front of the tv we do like watching a lot of netflix and like tv shows but then like just even the other night we turned off the tv and just like had a conversation for like four hours and i feel like we hadn't done that in like probably close to a week and I was like, oh this is so nice to like have a conversation just connect like we made a good dinner together like had a few glasses of wine and we were just like enjoying each other's company and you realize when you have those moments that oh, this is something that we actually need in our relationship and we need to like actually prioritize doing this versus
0: sitting in front of the TV or in front of our phones every single night. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I like what you said earlier about how the silver linings of this that like brought you guys kind of closer together. And what else kind of have you been able to take away from this time, even though I know it is so difficult, but I feel like like you were saying that there are so many, things that have come about
1: I mean like I guess he got to see me like really excel in my career which has been nice like I've had a really great growth in my career over the past like six months so I've been like so excited about that and so I think him being able to be really happy for me for that has been really nice and not feel the need to like or not like like no I don't mean like feel the need but like he's not being like oh you're doing great professionally yeah yeah, I'm sitting on the couch and I don't have a job. Like he's not bringing it down or like making it, you know, about that instead. And so being able to support each other in, in both of what we're doing. So right now he's applying for jobs. He doesn't think that he's going to get his other job back. Cause I mean, it's been seven months and he, he still hasn't been recalled. So like, I've just been supporting him in his decisions of where to apply even like One of my close friends, whenever she hears about something that's in his industry, she'll like send me the link and be like, Oh, do you think Ben would enjoy doing this? And then, like, one time I sent him the link and he was just like, This is perfect. I need
0: to apply for this right now. Oh, awesome. And so, uh, I guess there's that. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like too, it's this is probably one of those life events that will test your relationship the most or anybody's. Like, it, but it's like once you get through this, you pretty much can get through anything together
1: yeah and you kind of like learn or or realize like what's important I think of like the things that I thought were important like back in January versus what I think is important now and I think that your relationships with people are important and sometimes like I look back and I think maybe I was taking my relationship granted if back in January if we would like get into an argument or something I would be like I would take it so personally and be like Oh, this sucks. I'm mad at you. Like, I'm not talking to you. I'm going to the other room for the night or something like that. Just like over like little silly things. And I'm someone that holds a grudge. Like, I will hold a grudge. And that's just like, you know, one of my
0: character flaws. And he'll like, I'm the same way. I will carry <laughs> to the grave. Like, it's going down with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he'll forgive. Like, if we can do an argument, like 10 minutes later, he's good. And like, if I'm in the other room, he'll text me and be like, hey, I miss you. And <laughs> And I'll be like, no, don't talk to me. Um, and like, that's how I would be like probably in January, like first half of quarantine, whereas like now I, I feel like I've become a little bit like kinder. and been like, this is the person that has stuck with me through quarantine. Like he has my back, I have his back. And like, through the good and the bad, we still have each other. And I think that's important. I think about like, how would my life be if I was like single right now? I'd be in a one bedroom apartment, like probably going crazy i feel for anyone right now who is single <laughs>
0: especially, yeah you can, like, you can see my one bedroom right here i don't yeah. know um, you, you can see my cat in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah you especially back when there was like lockdown
1: where we like could, like go to the grocery store once a week you weren't allowed to see anybody not even your family i was just like so grateful that i had someone that i lived with and that was like that i could eat with every day as much as we would like drive each other crazy it was still so, like nice to have one person that you can and like talk to and have a physical connection with and not be like through FaceTime.
0: I meant to ask, how did he propose? Like, did you guys talk about it before? Oh yeah. Or like, was it a big surprise? I knew I was getting
1: proposed to the day that it happened. Like I knew it was going to happen. We had talked about it for a while. So we had been dating for just over three years when he proposed. I think like, from the beginning, like Ben always like, he's the one that said, I love you first. He's the one that first brought up marriage, probably like eight months into a relationship. And I was like, whoa, we need to like slow down a little. I
0: was going to say, it sounded like when he was the one, when he came to visit, he was pushing about like having the talk. He seems like he's the one driving the communication. Is that
1: accurate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I've always been like, I don't know, a little bit more like, I wouldn't say nervous, but just like, I guess take it a little bit slower or like, Just wanted to make sure that it's everything is the way it's like that it's the right guy, you know. And he's also like loved me since high school. So I'm sure that plays into it a little bit. Um so he yeah, he said I love you first. And then like I think I said it back like two or three weeks later, and that just made his life. He was so happy. Um and it was funny because before he said I love you, when like we would text, he'd like send the kiss face emoji, but the one without the heart. And then after I said, I love you back, you did the one with the heart.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We both really like emojis. I guess that makes us old people because the emojis are cool anymore. But, um, that's I what that. I saw on the internet. So I don't know if it's true, but. Oh no. I love a good yeah, emoji. Same. But yeah, when he proposed, we had been talking about getting engaged for a while. And like the, the ring was like the biggest one because it was just like, I kind of feel like I also had never worn jewelry like at all and I was like oh it's such a like waste of money like to get a ring like do we like I wanted a ring but I didn't want an expensive ring but I didn't want like a cheap ring that was gonna like hurt my skin because I have really sensitive skin and I'm allergic to like some of the cheaper metals so it was just kind of like we didn't really know what to do and then his mom who has known me since I was a child and loves me was just like hey then, if you are wanting to propose to Sam, you could have your grandmother's ring. Um, uh-huh. She passed away when he was a baby, and so she would always like had the ring. And I'm not even wearing it. <laughs> 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 I don't wear when I work from home. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I I wear when I go to work when I basically, when I leave the apartment. So we knew that this ring existed. And so that was kind of like, we had talked about it and she had sent Ben photos and he showed it to me and was like, do you like it? Do you wear it? And I was like, I guess, I mean, it's a ring. I mean, it was kind of a blurry photo too. Yeah. Um, And the thing that we both like agreed on was that if we were going to get engaged, like we wanted it to be when we were on the East coast, like where our families were nearby And I always said that I wanted photos of the proposal. And I was like, that is my like one thing, like you need to get someone to photograph it. (laughs) And so we were home in June, early July of 2019. So I was actually, I think I was at his parents' place and his mom actually was like, hey, let's go chat. And so she actually showed me the ring and she was like, benjamin should be having this conversation with you but he's a little nervous and then because she just wanted to make sure that i actually liked the ring before she gave it to him to give to me she was like now i know he really wants to propose but i want to make sure that you will actually like this because and you can say no it won't offend me you're the one it's going to wear for the rest of your life and so she like she showed it to me i like looked at it and i was like no it's actually really beautiful and like i think that the photos that she had sent were just really blurry and like they just didn't do it justice because it was actually quite nice in person. And it was just really special because it was like a family thing. Like it belonged to his grandmother and his mom was really happy about it because his grandmother met him, but I don't think really got to meet his younger brother or like didn't spend as much time with his younger brother. So she was like, it's just really fitting for the spring to get passed on to Ben, to go to Ben's future wife. So, anyway, we all went on like a little family trip, like his family, and then me, to their family cottage. And we were there for like four or five days. And so on the last day we were there, like I knew that that's like what it was gonna happen that day. <laughs> and uh, and I especially knew it was gonna happen because it was the morning. and Ben was like, "Hey, let's go for a walk to like the point, which is like out on like kind of like a big hill where you can see from the window." And if there's one thing I know about my fiance is that he will never voluntarily walk anywhere. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like Like, something is up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like he will drive two minutes to the grocery store to like pick up some milk. He will not walk there. So I knew that it was, you know, something was up. So anyway, he was just like, you know, really awkward. And I was like, on the walk there, I was like, you're going to propose to me. I know it. (laughs) And and then he was like, what did he say? He was just like, guess we'll see <laughs> something like that so anyway we get to like like the end of the point by the water and we can like kind of see his cottage from there Like we can't really see it because it's far but I felt kind of like a fish in a bowl because I knew that his whole family was standing there with binoculars on a telescope like staring at us Oh, <laughs> like you know you know that feeling like everyone's watching like, I knew that he was going to propose. So I knew his mom, like, would have, like, the camera out and, like, they, they were going to be taking photos. So anyway, he, like, pulled out the ring. And I was, like, he started talking. I was, like, you have to get on one knee, you know. <laughs> 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 like, people knew what's happening. So, you know, there was a bit of humor, but a lot of, like, you know, cuteness. So yeah. then he was, like, he just told me, get how happy word, but something about, you know, I love you. I've loved you for such a long time. And I couldn't picture my life with anyone else. And I was like, "Oh, keep going! Like, I like hearing this. Like, you got any more? Like, keep keep this up." <laughs> and so, yeah, he, you know, just a bunch of that. And then uh, he was like, "Yeah, will you marry me?" And so, of course, I said yes. And then it was really nice. We walked back to his cottage, and then his family was like, so "How was your walk?" I was like, "You know exactly how the walk was. Don't don't give me that." And then they all just like, you know, came over and hugged us because like they all knew. And then his mom was like, here's the camera. Here's the photos Do you want I
0: was to just, see. Yeah. I was just about to ask, did you get the pictures?
1: Yeah, yeah. There are photos. Like, they're they're not, like, super high quality. Like, you can't quite see, like, every little detail. It wasn't, like, a, a zoom lens. But, like, they were good enough. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, there are photos. This is excellent. I have um, the evidence. Yeah, yeah. I have evidence. Like, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and we did take a selfie, like, right after he proposed, and that's actually my favorite photo of like any of the ones like of us with the ring because it's just like I think such a like fun cute photo I think it's like I posted somewhere on my Instagram back when it, we got engaged and then we had to keep it a secret for a bit because my mom didn't know when I wanted to tell her in person I didn't want her to like uh... find out text and then like I think some of my friends like I, I told right away but like I didn't want my mom to find out through text She was actually really surprised when I told her because I previously been like, yeah, I don't think we're going to like get engaged for a while, like if it happens (laughs) at all, because like I wasn't really sure if we were going to get married or if we were just going to like never get married. And so then she's like, wait, you're engaged. And then she was so excited. She was so happy. So that was really nice.
0: (laughs) I love that. So you're getting married next year then?
1: Yeah, we're going to get married in October of 2021. Hopefully. I mean, as long as COVID doesn't come back. And yeah, <laughs> when I said to Ben that if it comes back, we're eloping. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I feel like people fall into two camps. Either you've been planning your wedding since you were like a little girl, or you're like, I just want to get married. Where would you say that you fall in that? I think I, I think I fall a little bit in the middle because
1: I had actually never really. I'd, I've only been to two weddings in my entire life, and I'm 30 years old. One of them was when I was like 20, and then the other one was last year, and I was the maid of honor. And then it's funny after I was in my friend's wedding, that's when I was like, oh, I'm so excited to have a wedding. <laughs> like it was so much fun, and their wedding was beautiful. So I was just like, okay, like this is exactly what I want. Not exactly like I didn't want to have a poppy wedding, but I I had previously been like, I don't really care, like. I don't want dancing at my wedding. That's silly. And then now I'm like, they're definitely going to be dancing at my wedding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. It was awesome hearing your story. And I really appreciate you opening up. I feel like I'm doing kind of a series on couples and it's just, I think it's refreshing to hear people are honest and open about anything that they're going through. Cause I think it helps from a single person's lens, just peel back the curtain and see, cause I feel like on the single side, I feel like all of us are pretty open about how difficult being single is. So it's always comforting to hear. Yeah. On the other yeah. Side.
1: Well, I also feel like people, especially on social media, like they only ever show like the positives and like the good of like relationships. And I'm so guilty of that. Like on my Instagram stories, like I'll show us like being cute. And then what people don't see is like 30 seconds ago, we were like yelling at each other <laughs> or like. I'll be like filming like a cooking tutorial and I'll be like, you know, when I'm not filming, I'll be like yelling at Ben for something like stupid. Like we'll be arguing with something. and I'll be like, Hey guys, I'm just <laughs> filming my pasta tutorial. <laughs> and then like, it's like a switch. And people just like, they don't always see that it's not always perfect. And of course, like, you know, things are great a lot of the time, but I think that we sometimes like we'll compare ourselves to other people's like highlight reels of all of their like perfect instagram worthy photos and the cute stories and all that kind of stuff but it's
0: never ever like that 100 percent of the time yeah i know i so appreciate you saying that it hits home and i i really appreciate that so <laughs> i'm sure everybody else will also really appreciate that so yeah thank you so much again I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Sam and I have to say one of my favorite things about podcasting has been just the amazing people that I've met and I would have never had this opportunity to meet so many amazing people both in the U.S. and abroad in Canada. Actually, I was looking at the analytics of who listens and we have such a big Canada contingency. I think that is so cool. So yeah, I just am really grateful to get this chance to talk to so many awesome people and hear just what they're going through and like what everyday life is like and their stories and hearing kind of how they're powering through and overcoming challenges and obstacles in their lives. I just find it just connecting with people on that level, especially now during COVID these COVID times are just a lot more raw. And I find that I found in general, that people seem to be a bit more having an appetite for that kind of thing. And that's something I definitely want to explore more of on upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for that and this week's dating hack kind of goes along those same lines. And my hack is not being so outcome focused and instead looking at it more from everything is practice mentality. So what that looks like for me is, let's say I'm going on a date and I wanna practice being a really good listener. or I wanna practice asking a lot of questions or I wanna practice giving somebody a compliment or you might wanna practice accepting a compliment. Everybody has different things they wanna work on So, in that sense, I think it just helps you or it helps me focus less on this daunting thing of like, oh my gosh, I need to get married. And instead be like, okay, I'm just going to practice a skill and I'm going to have a great time and be present and be in this moment with somebody new. And it's the same with working out. I think I've done a few Instagram posts on this, but let's say you want to get your toned abs, they're not going to happen overnight. You have to just put the work in. And that's what dating is too. It's what applying for jobs is if you just have to pound the pavement and eventually it's gonna work. It's just, there's no timeline and there's no crystal ball on that exact timing. But the more that you work out every day, it's not quite as bad and you keep on just flexing those different muscles and they don't hurt quite as badly. So that's my hack of the week. And with that, I will see you next week. Have a good Wednesday.